your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good episode for you today. We finally have a game reaction. Feels like it's been forever since we've had regular season hockey to cover here on Lockdown Blues. But we got it. Saturday's game between the St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche. We're going to be breaking that down, giving our thoughts, giving our reactions, and our way too early hot takes for the season. Plus, we got another game tonight, a late night game, 10 p.m. for me. So we're going to be getting down, getting into that, breaking up the, breaking down the matchup between the Blues and Coyotes. But first things first, Tommy, Saturday night, prime time, Blues-Avs. What were your thoughts heading into the game, and, and were you pleasantly surprised, disappointed? What do you think? I, I was pleasantly surprised. I think a couple things happened that I was kind of expecting. I thought uh, the Blues would match up well against a beaten and battered Avalanche team. Uh, obviously, they didn't have two of their big guns in Landeskog and McKinnon, so uh, take this win with a grain of salt, especially uh, since it, it seemed like the Blues kind of sat back on their haunches towards the end of it and let them get back in the game. But they did pull out the victory. But I think the biggest takeaway, uh, which we talked about on the last episode, I thought was going to be the biggest takeaway, uh, was that Jordan Bennington looked fantastic. I mean, some of the saves that he was making, uh, full extension on these guys was just out of this world. And so I think, like we talked about on the last episode, uh, if the defense can hold their own, if they can play full 60 minutes like we ask them to all the time. Uh, and it's the first game, so don't read into it too much. I, like Guys are still kind of knocking off the dust and getting into the swing of things. Like Preseason is not the same as uh, the first game of the regular season. Um, so they're going to figure it out. There are a bunch of new bodies here, and that's always a learning curve as well. So Buchnevich looked fantastic. I thought for sure he was going to score. He had about five good looks. Jordan Cairo looked the most confident I've ever seen him on the ice. Uh, he had two assists. He probably could have had four. Dude was playing out of his mind. Robert Thomas was cycling pucks well. I would have liked to see a little bit more, uh, a little bit more from that third line as a whole. I feel like James Neal didn't really stick out to me like he did in the preseason. Um, but I think Baruby kind of noticed that. Even if he didn't, he said it's not the reason that James Neal is out of the lineup. I think putting some new bodies on that third line. Uh, could kind of spark them, and Clem Costin is the guy to do it. So he will be making uh, his season debut tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. I'm hype about that for sure. And also, I, I do believe that when we made score predictions uh, prior to that game, said I, five I, three. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I was I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna creep around a little bit more, try to pat myself on the back a little more subtly. But yeah, good off to a hot start. Um, and the screen recorded. Tommy prediction, of course, crash and burned in, in wonder. He played good wonder. though. And he did. Here's he did another play thing well. about he played a great game. He bodied up Ranta even when Ranta stepped up on him. I don't know if you saw that clip I shared, Josh, but that was awesome. Uh, it was your typical like keep your head up rookie hit coming in, deer and headlights kind of I was like, oh no, he's about to get lit up. And then he lit the other dude up. So that was cool. Um he almost had a scoring opportunity, but he passed it instead, which I mean that was a that was a common theme which we saw uh with robert thomas that just takes a little bit of getting used I to think it, with, I'm sure. i think with almost all rookies it's yeah it's, and so i i'm sure tyler bozak skated to the bench after that shift and said hey next time shoot the puck don't pass mm-hmm, it to me because mm-hmm. you had a wide open shot so uh he'll get the hang of it and i think he's gonna be and then obviously he was Ruby buzzing though 
He was on the penalty kill, bro, as a rookie in his first game. So he I think that kind of buzzing. Yeah, buzzing around. I think that kind of shows you the confidence that Bruby has and not only his offensive potential and putting him on that fourth line, but his ability to block shots, uh, his ability to make it a nightmare for the opposing team defensively. Yeah. How, uh, so I'll be interested to see if he's on the penalty kill again because he's in the lineup tonight as well. So I got I got one one question for you though to see if you have uh, similar little little PTSD twinges. Is is the number sixty three and the grimy play style sort of giving you a Brad Marchand flashbacks? It does a little bit, but I think he's he's quick. He gets into corners. He's kind of he wears short. number sixty three. He's yeah. kind of a short king. Also, his parents already bought jerseys that say 63 on it. So, so if keeping... he changes now, they're going to have to change. They're going to have to buy new jerseys. I don't think he wants he to put can... his parents oh, through that. I don't, know if so. they can, yeah, I don't know if they can afford the uh, the NHL shop uh, restitch fee. And, yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> and also, I was thinking about getting a jersey. So I hope that we don't have another Jordan Cairo incident where I get one this seat. If Jake Neighbors goes off and gets himself in the Calder nomination, I'm ordering myself a jersey. And then, of course, in the offseason, he's like, oh, Number 63, I'm changing it to whatever the furthest thing from 63 is. Zero. I think another I think another thing to mention, we're talking about Brad Marchand, so obviously you gotta bring up fighting, right? And Braden Shen uh fought Kadri right off the jump. Obviously, you love to see that leader kind of sticking up for Justin Falk because Kadri got suspended, so they couldn't really do it in the playoffs last year. I know Leah's excited about the debut of Clem Cosson. I'm excited about the de- the debut of Clem Cosson. We're gonna talk about that next segment. But I want to finish off this uh, segment by saying I'm not excited about Braden Shen continually fighting people. Uh, he's good at it. He plays with fire and emotion, and I love that from a leadership standpoint. When he went off the ice after his goal with the hurt hand, if you watch the fight with Kadri, he kind of looks down at both hands afterwards, which, I mean, is a common theme when you're wailing on a guy, right? But if he hurt his hand in that fight, thought he could play through it, scored a goal, and then realized that he couldn't, that's problematic for the Blues because Braden Shen is a better player on the ice than he is in the penalty box. So as much as you love seeing those fights, and I want those Gordie Howe tra- hat tricks to happen, Bortuzzo can step up and fight people. Kyle Clifford needs to step up and fight people. I know he wasn't in the lineup, but Clem Costin can do that as well, and Jake Neighbors proven that he can fight people as well. So for me, as much as I love Braden Shen stepping up in that leadership role and being that enforcer role, I would much rather – Anyone else <laughs> do that for us? I'm going to agree with your overall point. And I think if Braden Shen continues to be the fighter for this team, um, I, I do agree that as a problem. But I'm going to disagree with the with that singular incident. Um, that is something that has, you know, months of, months of thought in the back of the noggin for these Blues players. Um, and that's sort of a different fight i think then then like a oh big hit need someone to step up that's something that's a long time rivalry meditated right and i think Brad, that's braden shen has a place there if he is going to fight that's what i want it to be because we know braden shen is overmatched pretty much anyone that he's gonna fight he is terrifying when he when he drops his gloves and he knows that and i think that i think the team knows it too and when you have a guy to that goes out like that and wants to set the tone for the team, not only do you want it to be a guy that's going to fight, you also want it to be sort of a leader in the locker room. And I think Braden Chen being one of the leaders in the locker room went out there, established uh, the tone for the game. And if you heard the post-game speech given by Ryan O'Reilly, that's the very first thing that he credited when he talked about the momentum of the game. He said, we had a big fight from Shenner early, really changed the tide. So overall, if Braden Chen is getting in fights, constantly agreed, that's an issue. But I love the fact that we have a guy that's a leader in the locker room and can also dummy 
Nazem Kaju when the gloves get dropped. That is fair. I think if there's ever a scenario that Shen should be fighting, that is the one for sure. But consistently, as overall, from an enforcer standpoint, I would like to see other people step up. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to seeing other people step up tonight game at 10 o'clock but the issue is there's a red Sox game on at the same time and i don't want to be switching between streaming services during between innings between periods trying to watch both games and if you have ever found yourself in a similar situation you need to get yourself direct tv stream direct tv stream brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place it's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your tv together that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's absolutely no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device to required and content varies by package. And when we return, we're going to be breaking down game two between the St. Louis Blues and Arizona Coyotes. The debut of Clem Cawson, what that means, how the Blues come away with a win, and so much more, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. I know it's a late night game tonight. You're gonna be fighting off fighting off snoozing every every few minutes, but what do you think is gonna be that one impact that's gonna keep you engaged tonight? What are you most excited for heading into game two of this regular season? Well, I think it has to be the debut of Clem Costin. And I know there's like Easy. obviously a lot of different things that come into play here, right? Like going up against the Arizona Coyotes, I think is the biggest test for the Blues so far uh, to kind of make sure that they don't play to the potential of the teams that they go up against because right. there play have been years in the opponents. past. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Because there has been years in the past where that's kind of been an issue. Um, so you don't really want to run that risk, especially when we're back to a full season now. Every point counts, um, and you're not playing the same opponents the whole season long. So, like I said, every point counts. So with these guys, I want to see the Blues go out and take care of business and manhandle them. Um, and business? because – yeah, business. Okay. Um, I was and, just making sure that was on purpose. <laughs> and because of that, I think – this is a perfect game for Clem Costin to get his feet wet this season and not only see what he's capable of physically from a fourth-line grinder standpoint, but show a little bit of flash offensively, too. If there was ever a game for Clem Costin to score some nasty highlight reel goals, I think it would be against an Arizona Coyotes team that's kind of in the middle of a rebuild. So that'll be something interesting to look at. Jordan Bennington, if he can uh, string two games together at the level that we saw last game, I think the better he plays, the more confident he gets. And that just kind of resonates with the entire team and helps his confidence as well. So as an overall whole, I want to see Buchnevich score too, because he was so close last game. He's yeah, he's nipping at the bud. I'll find it after the episode, but the, the, the lines that the Arizona Coyotes have been rolling out the first few games are um, a little laughable. Uh, Mm. Dimitri Ashkin was their first line right wing uh, on opening night. So should, like you said, be a be a, a telling night for the St. Louis Blues. Is this going to be another season where every single game is? What was the statistic during the Colorado Avalanche game that they showed that like thirty five of the fifty two games the Blues played last year were decided by one goal? Which like oh I didn't see that. That yeah. sounds that sounds about right though. Yeah, so it could never be a two goal lead. It always had no. to be so nail we're gonna find out. I think tonight what the blues are up to this year in terms of closing games out because to be fair we did see it 
um, on Saturday against the Colorado Avalanche. But if there's any team that you're going to blow a lead against in any circumstance, I guess it's going to be opening night against the Colorado Avalanche, even though they don't have McKinnon um, and Landeskog. That's fine, you know, if it's not a trend. But if tonight's a little bit closer than it needs to be and we see similar tendencies from the St. Louis Blues, I would be a little concerned that we're going to be having a similar season of the Blues allowing teams back into games. But the flip side of that is they always clawed their way back into games as well. So it'll make for an exciting season if we're if we're on route for having 70% of our games be decided by one goal again. But I, in my prediction, I think the Blues are going to roll the Coyotes tonight. Um, I think after playing Colorado game one, being amped up and going out, going out against a depleted Coyotes lineup, I, I think that they should have an easy win. But when is it ever easy? It is never easy. And I think, like we said, you can take advantage of this matchup and put a five spot on them and like five to one or something ridiculous, or it can be a nail biter. You just never really know. It's it's the NHL. Anyone can win on any night. Um, and the Blues just need to make sure that they come out on top. But I do think um, one of the focal points I'm going to be looking at for this game is Clem Costin, just because it's just a nice breath of fresh air. And it's kind of the same impact that uh, Jake Neighbors had. But it's a little bit different because Jake Neighbors is a true question mark. And with Clem Costin, we kind of have an idea of like his style of play and like how he could potentially insert into this lineup because of his success in the KHL and like playing in the AHL for so long. He, we kind of know that he has nothing else to prove at that level with Jake. It's like, it's really kind of a wild card because he's only played in juniors. So you don't really know what to expect when he's faced with this adversity. But, um, Klim, I think is going to answer a lot of questions either positively or negatively about our, about his play and his production and his projection um for the st louis blues throughout the course of this season uh, and i think it's going to be a huge year for him uh in terms of that i don't know whether it's going to lead to production or uh moving lower down the prospect level but it's going to be interesting to watch that narrative unfold nonetheless it's always yeah fun. yeah absolutely it's it, it's almost made me forget about Jake Neighbors and Pavel Buchnevich and Brandon Sachs. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Klim Kossin, we already got one game of those other guys. Who cares? But that's the state of this team this year is there's a lot of excitement. And I think that's part of the reason why last year was so frustrating for Blues fans is not only were we seeing some of the same struggles and, you know, the, the same sort of disappointing ending as we had the year before. It was also literally the exact same roster as the year before, apart from one or two guys here or there. So it was especially frustrating to watch the same players make the same mistakes and lose in the same way that you had for the last two years. It was, it was frustrating. And this year having new faces um, shakes up the culture and gets me excited and gets fans excited. Um, and Clem Costin is a perfect example. I've been excited about him as a prospect for so long. And I feel like it's just been, it's, it, it's my excitement for that has almost been mitigated a little bit by all the other debuts and exciting things we've had this season. So I, I can't say enough. I'm super stoked. I think he's going to have a huge impact tonight. And another thing that I'm really interested to see for this team, not just in this game and last game, but over the course of uh, the beginning of this season really is the power play. Because I think the acquisitions that we've gotten during this off season in Saad and Bushnevich. Uh, they can contribute to the power play, obviously, when needed, but they can also contribute uh, heavily to the penalty kill. And I think we saw last game, I think we were three for three and only let up like three shots against on the penalty kill. 
if I remember the right statistic from Lou, I don't remember. Uh, so somebody fact check me on that. But I would love to see that kind of production from the power play as well. And, uh, and the kind of puck movement that we've seen is promising. Um, but I, I know for it feels like for years this team has struggled on the power play because whether it was Tarasenko being the focal point and not taking one-timers to David Perron being the focal point and scoring a lot but still trying to feed Tarasenko to um, David Perron and Mike Hoffman trying to figure it out and eventually figuring it out towards the end of the season and then you get rid of 50% of them. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how that kind of unfolds this season. But I think we have all the firepower to do it, especially with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas on there now. Um, you got young phenoms hopping into the fold, uh, licking their chops, wanting more points. That's the perfect opportunity for them both uh, to kind of improve their stock in the Blues and the NHL. A lot of exciting stuff tonight. I'm really looking forward to the game. Um, but I'm also looking forward to a, a mid-game snack. Give me a little bit of extra energy boost. And whenever I need that, I'm going and grabbing myself a Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're always passionate about their faves. You know, Tommy's got his raspberry cheesecake that he's always going on about. And my classic peanut butter flavor. And if you want to get yourself on those or any of the other Built Bar flavors, such as coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, or German chocolate, you have to go to built.com. And if you don't, if you can't pick out just one flavor, you can get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're also healthy. Every single bar, you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to built.com right now. Use promo code BLOCKS15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code BLOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And when we return, we're going to be breaking down tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Arizona Coyotes, as well as giving our lockdown player of the game and score predictions. Hopefully I can go two for two, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy, we got a big matchup tonight. Blues-Coyotes, like we said, should be a somewhat easy game, at least compared to Colorado, but then again, they're never easy. So who is your pick for locked-on player of the game tonight and why? All right, so mine's kind of a two-for-one deal here, okay? Okay. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of security-wise, I'm, um, I guess, securing myself because even if he doesn't score, there's still potential for him to have a game-changing moment uh, against the Arizona Coyotes, that benefits the team. So I'm looking through Luke Korak's timeline. Obviously, how can you not? He's always got the stats uh, that you need before the game. Um, he's got a tweet that says, if not for Ryan O'Reilly, the Blues would have gotten killed on faceoffs. He won 21 of 28 faceoffs against the Avs. That's 75%. Robert Thomas was 4 of 15. It's 27% from the dot. Bozak was 1 of 7. Braden Shen was four of nine and Ivan Barbashev was one of four. So the one that kind of jumps out to me there is Robert Thomas. I mean, four of 15, if he's taking 15 draws and winning four of them, that's not great. Um, so I think for me, given that, uh, and the blues are always one of those teams that is up there in face-off percentages, especially after the acquisition of Ryan O'Reilly. I feel like that's been a focal point for them for a long time. Um, so to kind of get back into the swing of things, I think Robert Thomas is a lot better than the face-off percentage that he had last game. I think he's a lot better than 
the way that he played last game, even though I don't think he played poorly, but the way that he played this preseason made me think he was going to go out and score 70 points. So I think given his confidence, maybe he's got the jitters out. Um, maybe having a guy like Clem Costin on his line is better suited for him than James Neal. Whatever it might be, I'm going to take Robert Thomas as my locked on player of the game. I like that. I like that. Um, I think I have a pretty pretty easy pick for locked on player of the game. Now, I've been doing a little bit of trash talking and the messages back and forth. Uh, Max, I'm looking at you. Uh, my girlfriend's cousin's a big Coyotes fan, so he's been letting me know all okay. summer. The, the Coyotes are better than the Blues. The Coyotes are better than the Blues. Uh, so, look, tonight it's it's time to find out whether or not the Coyotes are better than the Blues. And, Max, I'll tell you what, you guys are going to have a very difficult time scoring on Jordan Bennington tonight. You may have Phil Kessel, who's about to break the Ironman streak for most games later on this season. You may have a few other forwards that can put the puck in it every once in a while. But when I look at that forward, when I look at that forward core, Dimitri Yashkin, when he gets a good wraparound. Yeah, exactly. When I look at that forward core for the Coyotes, I see a couple of dangerous names. But overall, I think they're going to have a tough time putting the puck in the net, as is tradition with Coyotes hockey. Um, But they always seem to give the blues trouble. They always seem to not only not put the puck in the net, but the blues can't score either. And the games always end two, one, three, two, really close. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see tonight sort of follow a similar route. Um, as much as the blues, I think are going to frustrate the coyotes with their lack of scoring depth. I think it's going to go vice versa because the coyotes still have a good defensive scheme and pretty solid goaltending. So in order for the blues to sort of break through that and win what I think might end up being a little bit of a defensive game, Jordan Bennington is going to need to stay steady. And as much as they might not be getting high danger chances, it's a matter of when it's zero zero or one, one late in the first early in the second, if, if a little fluky goal gets by, there goes all that momentum. So Jordan Bennington is going to need to remain steady tonight. He might not be facing constant fury action like against the Avalanche, which is only going to make it harder to stay sharp when those tough chances do come. But if he can stay on top of it and keep the Arizona Coyotes from scoring, I think the Blues will be able to coast by and get an easy win, 2 nothing, 3 nothing, something like that. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I will also say that there's definitely going to be one point in the night where Jordan Bennington has to make a – robbery of a save on Clayton exactly just because Clayton Keller every time he plays St. Louis he just turns into a barn burner he's a barn burner besides a little STL boy but uh there's I think there's a little bit of added uh added gumption there to use a panger word when he goes up against the hometown team so I I'm with you on three to nothing I think it's gonna be three to nothing in the third period with two minutes left and then the Coyotes pull their goalie and score, and then the Blues score an empty netter. So I'm going to go so you're four just, to you're one. Just pri- your price is writing me. I'm going to go four to one just because, yeah. I think we're going to have a three-goal lead for much of the game. Maybe sit back a little bit, let one in, and then be like, okay, screw your head on straight. Uh, somebody scores an empty netter, and that's the dagger. Four to okay. one. Okay, I could see that. I could see both scenarios um, coming to fruition for sure. And, hey, there's only one way we're going to find out, and that is by tuning in and watching the game. But I think that's all the time we have today. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening and watching. If you checked in on YouTube, we're having a lot of fun doing that. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Shout out to Richard Clay and Leah for hopping in the chat. We always appreciate you guys. If you want to ask your own questions, uh, we always love the conversation, but you can only do that. Uh, through our YouTube. So hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, but also subscribe to us on YouTube 
hit that notification bell because we are going to be going live with episodes pretty much five days a week for the rest of the regular season. So if you want to hop in on these live streams, comment, chat with us, get your comments read in a future posted edition of the podcast, you got to follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. Catch up with all our socials. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.